Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Somewhat Grown Up with me, Gemma Miller. I hope you are having an amazing day so far, whenever it is you're listening to this, morning, evening. I feel like that's the one thing I always think about is like what time of day is it you are actually listening to this? Like when is it during the day that you sort of give yourself the time? Are you cleaning whilst watching this or listening to this? I also get that confused because I'm like in person talking. I don't know. Let's not get too existential into how you're listening to this. But I listen to a lot of my podcasts whilst I'm like cleaning or whilst I'm doing things. And it's just nice to feel like someone's there with you. And that's how I feel when I'm talking. Like I'm there with you right now. You know, like it's strange. It is a little bit weird when you think about it, but it's interesting at the same time. So, anyway not to get too like weird before we actually kickstart into today's episode but I hope you have had a good week got up to all the fun things that you've been wanting to get up to we've got a lot to talk about in today's show I really want to cover the idea of telling ourselves that we love ourselves more like being that one to show ourselves self-love to be the person who appreciates us the most because it's quite often when you look at like most parts of your life, it comes from within you. Any relationship you build, any activity you do, a lot of it is based on how we feel within ourselves and stuff like that. And so I want to talk about that today, but there's kind of a, there's a purpose behind it because this week has been a little bit of a, just kind of a regular week really but I did do a couple of fun things well I say fun thing one fun thing I basically spontaneously decided to go and see Mrs Doubtfire on Saturday night which was incredible such a good musical if you are in London looking for something to watch on the West End would highly recommend Mrs Doubtfire especially if you really liked the film I feel like it just it takes the film but it adds in some really fun songs as well which for me I'm a musical gal through and through I love a good song half of the time I feel like my life is a bit of a musical like I will think of songs in my head to go with the situation that is going on I do it all the time and so when I find like a good musical I absolutely love it and Mrs Doubtfire was absolutely incredible 
But that was like the spontaneous thing of the week, the little bit of self-love action of the week to just treat myself to go to see that. But apart from that, it's been a pretty average week. It was my second week at university, which has been okay. Like it's actually been all right. Last week, I found it really overwhelming and very stressful. This week, I feel a little bit better about it. And I think I'm realizing now this is a three-year course for a reason. And I feel like we do this as individuals, whatever we're doing, when we're at the start of trying something new or the start of doing something, whether it be a course, master's degree, or just like any sort of course we do, or trying to learn an instrument or trying to learn how to knit, you know, like trying to learn how to bake. We always think we should be great at it straight off the bat. And especially when like going into this master's, obviously we've all had a little bit of like basic therapeutic work because that's the style of the master's. But actually we're not master's level yet because we haven't achieved the master's. So actually I think last week I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to be the best version of myself already. But actually I'm learning and it's all about trying to critique yourself and improve and in whatever you do it's always just about trying to be slightly better and that then made me come to the realization that we're going to talk about later as like our topic of the week about feeling like I'm just not good enough to do things when actually I am good enough because I'm at that point where I'm doing it so therefore there must be something in me that can do it yeah, I just feel like I have to be perfect off the bat when you really, really don't. So I'm learning a lot about myself. It's a lot of like self-exploration and reflecting a lot and being reflexive and just learning so much about yourself, which has been good. But another thing that I've learned about myself this week, and this is a bit less of a it's like a bit less of an actual learning curve that I'm going to take forward with me for the rest of my life but I'm not a morning person and I'm sure we've spoken about before like trying to create a good morning routine and trying to be that girl and do all of those things and that includes like getting up at 6am I've never been a get up at 6am person and now that I'm a work in the evening finish at 1.30am type of person I officially no longer have to try and be a morning person and it is changing the game for me. I feel like this is my way of being. Working evenings for me just works so much better because it means I don't have to force myself to get up early. Whenever I used to have to get up and literally I'd have to go to like a 8am shift at work which is not even that early... I would struggle and then it would not set me up very good for the day because I'd just be tired I didn't have like a good morning routine in place and I could never wake up at half six and then have a great day where I feel refreshed all day that was just not me and I used to try and force it because I thought no if I just keep going maybe I'll get there no do you know what I had to do just get an evening job it's made life so much easier because now I don't have to be a morning person the one thing I do want to do with this new job and now that I'm sort of settling into the sleep pattern of it a little bit better because obviously whilst I've never been a morning person I've never been a that late of a go to bed type of person so I used to typically go to bed at about like 10 half 10 maybe 11 maybe 12 but now I go to bed at like 2 so 
it's then obviously forced me to get up later but anyway as I'm sort of adapting to the sleep schedule of that my morning routine is not very good so my aim is whilst accepting that I'm not a morning person I'm not going to be like I'm not ever going to be a 5 30 a.m wake up and go type of girl it's not going to happen it's not going to be for me if you can do that absolutely amazing it's just that's not in my lifestyle but I do want to create like a really good morning routine that even if I'm waking up at 10 a.m I can still have a productive day it just looks slightly different and that's okay but as long as you're doing a schedule that works for you I think that's what's best and I need to really work out what that schedule is going to be for me right like what do I need to do because at the minute I'm waking up at 10 a.m and then I'm staying on my phone for half an hour and that is not a productive use of my time it does not make me feel good about myself and it doesn't really set myself up to have a super productive day before I go to work and I don't know I feel like it's something that doesn't really get spoken about a lot when we speak about like scheduling your time and stuff like that a lot of the time and this is because most people work a nine to five job right so then this idea of how our day should be structured fits around a nine to five job being someone who now doesn't have a nine to five job and it's it looks very different for me like my nine to five is five till one you know like it it doesn't like it looks very different so yeah really I'm just sort of adapting to that and trying to fit a schedule that works for me and then when I see other people doing something different I don't put myself down for that because I'm going to bed at 2am after getting home from work there is no way on this earth I am getting up at 6am and doing a workout routine it's not going to happen. Four hours sleep is not for me. I am a woman who needs minimum eight hours sleep, like minimum eight hours sleep, because otherwise it's just not going to happen. Like I'm not going to be functioning very well. I'm not going to feel good throughout the day. I'm not going to be a nice person to people if I don't get a minimum of eight hours sleep. And these are just all things that I am accepting about myself. And this is all a part of today's episode with self-acceptance, self-love, how do we show that to ourselves? Because I don't think we show that to ourselves enough. There's a lot of pressure. Like I was saying, it's been a bit strange adapting to a new work schedule because I see like in my head this ideal I need to wake up super early and I'm accepting I'm not a morning person but sometimes you still put pressure on yourself to feel like oh well maybe I'm not doing enough. No, I am going to be all about self-acceptance from now on and just being a better version of myself every day but that includes telling ourselves that we love ourselves. So let's go to a little break then when we come back we're going to talk about this whole concept of showing ourselves that we love ourselves and being that person who says I love you to you. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? 
<sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So when I was at uni this week, I really learned that I have a thing where I just feel like I'm not good enough for stuff. I'm constantly criticising myself for not being to a standard that clearly I hold for myself. And I'll be honest, there's not a lot of external pressure on me about this. This is all coming from an internal place where I've been putting pressure on myself. And it's to be this like version of myself I think I should be. And so therefore, whilst sometimes it's great to have that, like sometimes it's great to have that voice in your head that's pushing you to get up out of bed and to do something that you've been putting off doing by criticising yourself and by sort of being hard on yourself. But it's got to come from a place of love. And I think recently I've been pushing myself to get through and to do things even when I don't want to do them. But it's not been coming from a place of love. It's been coming from a place of you're not good enough, people are going to reject you, you're never going to get to where you want to be and being hard on myself. So like forcing myself to do it, but in like, in a sense, like in a bullying manner, like in a self-bullying manner, rather than coming from a place of love. And this was affecting my life in so many different ways. I was putting pressure on my friendships and relationships that I have with people because I was thinking I'm not good enough for them and why would they want to know me? Why would they want to be close with me? And so I was sort of pushing people away in that sense because I was just thinking I'm not going to be good enough anyway. And I was so scared of being rejected that I actually was kind of forcing that rejection upon myself in like a weird way. And it all comes just from a place of not feeling like I was am enough, you know? And there is still quite a big part of me that's like that and still thinks like that but it wasn't even just in relationships in uni pushing myself because I was thinking I'm not good enough trying to get new jobs like just pushing myself because I think I'm not good enough and then sometimes when something happens that made me like where it was a criticism against myself or something like that I would take it on board but really non-constructively right Like, when you do get rejected from something, that's okay. That doesn't mean that you are this horrible person who's not good enough, who's never going to get anywhere in life. Yet I was telling myself that. And so I sort of realised this week, there's been a lot of thinking about this. And I decided not just to sit there and try and think, right, where does this all come from? And, you know, trying to, like, psychoanalyse myself in a way to sort of figure out where this just feeling comes from but also to try and do things to change it because I know that if I keep telling myself enough times I am enough eventually we're going to get somewhere and we're going to see a little bit of a result and it's going to feel just a little bit better and that's what got me thinking about what we're going to talk about this week with making it our mission to express love to ourself and to accept ourself and to care for ourself and to make sure that we feel loved by ourself. Because we can be so critical 
on ourselves. When I wake up and tell myself I am not good enough, that is so harsh because it's not true. I am enough, yet I'm just constantly like criticizing myself for things and not showing myself that I love myself. And if you can't love yourself, how are you gonna love anybody else? It's something like that that RuPaul says, right? And it's true. If you can't come from a place of love within yourself, how do you then expect everything around you to flourish? How do you expect your relationships to be great? How do you expect your work-life balance to be great? And all of these like things we talk about, how can you expect any of them to come into fruition if you don't love yourself and if you don't care for yourself? And even... I've been, when I've been sort of like thinking about this, I've thought about it quite a lot this week. I feel like you're going to gather that, that this has been a topic that's been heavy in my head this week just to think about. But even thinking about in the past with my shopping habits that I spoke about where I had rubbish financial education. Like I just, I wasn't teaching myself about money. I was spending my money on anything and everything I wanted I literally had pretty much zero pounds in my bank account because I was just buying new clothes. And then when money came in, I'd spend it again. And it was just like a never ending cycle, right? And that comes from a place of telling myself I'm not good enough. And that's just one example. There are so many other things. Every time I've tried to eat a bit healthier or try to form a healthy habit, I would just tell myself, oh, well, you're not good enough anyway, and then give up. And it's like, it's been a never ending cycle that I want to break. And I'm planning on doing that by literally just by expressing love to myself a bit more regularly. And it hasn't even got to be, oh, treating yourself to something like when I went to see Mrs. Doubtfire at the weekend, and it, that was a little treat. And it was like a fun, like little date night out. And it was really good. But it doesn't even have to be big things like that. Like I literally, I was lying in bed the other night and I couldn't fall asleep. And so I just started listing the things that I love about myself. It might sound big headed to say that, but actually I then went to sleep and woke up the next morning with a much better mindset because I've like fed myself these positive affirmations about myself. And it hasn't got to be a big thing where you sit down and journal although that is great to do, it can literally just be when you feel like you're getting overwhelmed, just having a breath and saying, I'm enough, like I'm good enough, I'm here, I'm doing this, I'm talented, I'm strong, whatever it is that you need to hear, just tell yourself that, take a breath and then keep on going. And it might not even be physically showing yourself signs of love like treating yourself to some flowers or a cookie or a hot chocolate or you know like little treats great they're great little self love ways to tell yourself that you love yourself but it's also about doing things in your life like not overwhelming yourself not overworking yourself not filling out your schedule so much that you feel like the world is on top of you and everything's caving in it's the little things, drinking water throughout a day, doing things to take care of yourself. They're all really small things that we can do to tell ourselves that we love ourselves every day. And it hasn't got to be a big deal. It hasn't got to be a big thing. It's just about fitting them into our lives. And I notice when I'm stressed, when I'm sad about whatever, typically that then internalizes on me having more negative thoughts about myself. 
right? That's quite a common thing that if we're feeling negative, we feel negative about ourselves. And then all of a sudden I will stop doing all of the little things that show myself I love myself. I'll stop drinking enough water. I'll stop getting enough sleep. And then I feel tired. I feel stressed. I feel just like overwhelmed with everything. And that's because in those moments where you need that self-love the most, we're avoiding doing it. And this has been such a big thing that often I've noticed within myself when it comes to trying to create a new habit or something like that. It's great when you're feeling great. I can journal whenever I feel really good or whenever I feel really overwhelmed and stressed, right? It's either end of the scale, but actually it's covering all of the time. Like it's doing the little self-love expressions all the time to keep us going. Like even today, what is one thing you can do that can make you feel better about yourself and make you feel like you love yourself a little bit more? Is it right now whilst you're listening to this, get up, making a tea, making a coffee, making a cute little cold drink, like a little diet Coke with some ice in there? Is it literally just drinking water? Is it having a little snack? Are you feeling hungry, but you're sort of pushing off the fact you feel hungry? Go and have a snack and tell yourself you love yourself because this is what we need. We need to give ourselves the space to feel loved by ourselves because then that's when it can grow into the rest of our lives. But I feel like that's really where we need to start because how long have we been doing this podcast? Like a year, a year and a half, maybe, maybe just under a year. No, it's not even been a year and a half, has it? A year and a couple months, who knows? And we've been talking about all of these things that we're going to do and habits that we want to build and like places we want to go and the future. But actually, I feel like where we start is within it's the self-care things we do it's the how we show ourselves that we appreciate ourselves because we've only got one body we've got one life so surely we want to take care of it we want to express love to ourselves, and we just don't do that enough and I don't know why that is whether it's more of a society thing that makes us think that we can only have a self-care evening when we feel stressed you can have it whenever if you're just having a normal week run yourself a bath and have a bit of a chill for the evening and just see how you feel, right? See what little self-love things work for you. Is it affirmations? Is it walking? Is it water? Is it having a movie night? Is it treating yourself to a cookie from work? You know, like, what is it for you? Because that's where it's all going to come in. How can you tell yourself that you'll love yourself a little bit more? And how often right now do you tell yourself that you love yourself? because I really don't think we do it enough. So that has sort of been where I've been at this week. It's been a lot of like self-realization and noticing within myself that I don't tell myself enough positive things and I want to, because I want to be that like positive backbone within myself, right? Like if I feel like you should rely on yourself for happiness before you look anywhere else. And I've said that before and I'll probably say it again. But we actually need to work on doing that. Like any relationship or like anything that we want to build, it takes work and it takes actual effort. 
but I feel like we forget to do that to ourselves sometimes and then that's where we can sort of come up with these negative images of, of ourselves and these negative things that we sort of say about ourselves that then do affect almost every single thing we do every decision we make is affected by how we feel about ourselves and how we feel in the moment so let's just improve that a tiny little bit and it hasn't got to be a big deal it hasn't got to be this massive sign of affection that we're showing ourselves. literally sometimes I'll just look in the mirror and I'll be like you're good enough today and then I get on with the day and I feel 10 times better literally just for telling myself that I'm loved and that I'm good and that I am I am enough you know like what quote is it that you need to hear every single day it might not be that you're enough it could be something completely different but it's whatever works for you and what makes you just feel more appreciated by yourself have a little think about it because I've definitely been thinking about it quite a lot this week and I feel like it's going to be a really eye-opening thing to learn about myself but I mean we shall see so let's go to one more break and then when we come back we have our listener dilemma of the week the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate simply fill up an orange hefty renew bag with accepted items tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling that's it it's that easy it's time to rethink recycling with renew particular valued resources may vary by geography more info available at heftyrenew.com okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No so, our listener dilemma this week was sent to me over on my Instagram. As always, you can send them to me, just DM the podcast Instagram, which is somewhat grown up with Gemma Miller as the name of this podcast would suggest or you can just send them to my instagram which is gemma.miller totally up to you either way they come through to me so just depends on your preference but this is quite an interesting little dating dilemma today to get through so let's get on into it Hey Gemma, so I've been living my best single life this year, but it's coming up to winter and I have been feeling like I actually want to meet someone half decent for the cosy season. Basically, I started online dating and so far it's been going well. I've been on a couple of dates with interesting people and there's this one guy that things are progressing with. But now it's at that awkward stage where I don't want to say, well, what are we? But also, I want to know where I stand with him. Now, I totally get you. This is the thing with dating, right? There, It can be going great and it can all be amazing. But you can be at different points in that, right? Like you can want different things out of dating, 
And then it gets to that really awkward stage where maybe, I don't know, but you, you might have gone on a couple of dates, spoken to each other a lot outside of the dates, and you're at that point where you feel like it could go on to something more and I'm feeling like maybe you want that maybe you want like a little exclusive title on there or you feel like you want it to be going the way that you want it to go right like as you said you want to meet someone you want to have a little settle down in winter I feel like that's so common just to want someone just to cuddle up with in the colder months just have someone where there you can chill under a blanket you know and just be cozy with that's great but then when you meet someone and it feels like it's getting to that point what stage do we say well where are we because often I feel like that can really scare guys away if we have that conversation too soon then it can be a little bit scary and it can feel like you're sort of forcing them even though you're not really forcing them right like men tend to be the type of people who you have to make them think that the idea is their idea without them realizing and that's not like in a manipulative sort of way but typically guys won't do something unless they think it's their idea unless they think it's a good idea which typically means they have to come up with the idea so it's maybe not specifically having that conversation but trying to drop hints that you want to know where it's going you know like sitting there and being like oh I cancelled on this other date that I had last week or oh I think things are going kind of well you know like it's dropping little things without being too frightening and too scary because you know like when you sit down and you just sort of say well what are we like where is this going where do you see this going it can kind of feel a little bit like a job interview, right? Like, you know, you sit in a job interview and someone says, where do you see yourself in five years? I feel like that question brings up the same sort of level of anxiety for some people. And so it's kind of, as much as I'm very all for having an open and honest conversation, and it would be very open and honest just to say, I want to know where we stand. Like, I want to know where this is going and you want it to be made clear sometimes people's actions they think they're hinting something but actually there's a lot of mixed signals going on so if you're not knowing where you stand with it it's maybe dropping it into conversation but without being too full-on and forward with the question right because I don't know if someone turned around to me and was like well what are we I think I would get scared because like I said, it feels like it's very much to forced on you to kind of come up with an answer when maybe he doesn't have an answer, you know, like you're having a great time together. It's great. It's progressing, which is amazing. Does that conversation specifically need to happen right now? Because we don't want to scare people off. We don't want to send people packing their bags and running away. We want to sort of ease in to whatever's going to happen next but it is a bit weird right because I don't I don't know I don't really get this whole exclusive and then becoming official I don't know like it just to me it all seems a bit confusing and there's always so many mixed signals before a conversation actually happens about where you're at 
and it's oh, it's such an awkward stage of dating like I feel like I love that you've been living your best single life this year because you need that experience you need the single life energy and then to start dating again it's confusing isn't it like it just those early stages of dating are whilst they can be fun and they can be great there comes a time where it's just too confusing and I don't like it but I feel like that's maybe the way I would go about this here. Like, not specifically saying the question of, well, what are we? Because that has connotations that we just, maybe we just don't want to get into. But sort of opening up the conversation to possibly go that way. Like, maybe just asking about, oh, well, what else has he been up to that week? To see if he talks about other dates that he's been on or to to kind of see where you're at because if he's not going on other dates then that is probably a big sign that it is going the right way but maybe he just doesn't want to be specific and say that you know it's it's a really hard one it's that like awkward stage but I'm sure you will get there and even if you sit down and have an open like conversation and just ask him if he runs away then he ain't for you do you know what I mean like if he's scared of commitment see you later don't want to be dealing with that thank you very much so thank you so much for sending in your dilemma and good luck to you with everything and I hope you find someone for the cozy season and if it's him amazing and if it's not you'll find someone it'll be all right we'll have like a little cozy season all snuggled under the blankets and it's going to be cute I feel like that happens to so many people this is the time of year for like wanting to settle down massively and then it comes back around to summer and everyone's like oh I want to be free again you know so yeah have a great winter whether you have a little settle down and a cozy season with this one or another one enjoy it and just enjoy dating because it that's that's fun as well isn't it so thank you so much for listening to today's episode of somewhat grown up with me Gemma Miller I hope you have enjoyed because I know I've enjoyed really chatting to you I love spending this time with you every single week it is so fun and it just brightens up my week a little bit more so I hope you have a great rest of your day whatever it is you're getting up to and let's remember from this week's episode the key to this episode has been showing ourselves a little bit of love So how can we do that this week? That's what I'm going to do. And we can come back and we can report next week with how often we've been telling ourselves we love each other. You know, it's so fun. (laughs) All right, I will see you in next week's episode. Bye. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. 
Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.